Welcome to the New South Political Podcast, a simple and straightforward report on the latest trends and shifts across the Southeast. Let's start off with DeSantis versus Trump. This is the race in the GOP primary that's getting all the attention. And one of the most common things I've noticed so far is conservatives saying, we can't have these two attacking each other. That's just what the Democrats want. They want a close race between these two. Actually, that couldn't be further from the truth. The Democrats want Trump to be the nominee. And the simple reason for that is because they know he's the most easily defeatable candidate out there. His negative ratings are sky high through the roof. There's practically no youth vote for him. And Democrats know that Biden can basically just keep to himself much of like what he did during his bunker campaign in 2020, even though there's no COVID. They're just going to let Trump go out there and be Trump and count on the independent voters to the majority of them to not approve of uh, Trump and his behavior. So make no mistake, Democrats want Trump to be the nominee. They actually don't want to see a close contest because they want to be able to focus solely on all they need to do to um, increase their margin over Trump. So another uh, interesting thing to look at with the upcoming 2024 election is, let's say Trump is the nominee. What will be his path? Okay, let's assume the northern states, which have all been blue since 2016, stay blue. That leaves the great southwestern state of Arizona and Georgia, as as well as your mid-Atlantic states, North Carolina and Virginia. Uh, So you've got Arizona has been kind of a purple state recently uh, with different results in governor and Senate level. Um, But let's go ahead and say, let's say Trump ekes that out and wins Arizona this time. Let's say he wins Georgia in 2024 as well and and defies odds there and, and, and flips two states like that back, um, even though there's all kinds of indications that uh, Georgia has rejected him multiple times. Well, let's go ahead and just assume he pulls off the Georgia win. What does that leave us with? North Carolina, which he can definitely win. He's won it in the past. But then there's Virginia. If Trump wins those states I just mentioned, he still has to win Virginia or he will lose. He cannot win in 2024 without taking Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia. The only way he could overcome that would be to win in Pennsylvania, which just elected a man who's, they they were so desperate for uh, a a blue result in Senate. You know, they elected a man who showed up to a Senate press conference in hoodies and and shorts. And their governor's race, you know, they won that as well. So Pennsylvania's getting darker blue. There's no reason to see any change like that in the uh, in the Midwestern states. They're staying blue like they've been uh, in all the races, with the exception of, you know, that year Trump had the uh, anomaly and eked out those wins up there. So barring some crazy changes in the Rust Belt, he's got no choice but to go spend lots of money in Georgia, Virginia, and Arizona. And... You know, there's just not much room for error there. Um, Before we finish, I just want to hit on the latest news, and that is Mike Pence filing his official paperwork to join the Republican primary. And, you know, just looking at the field as it stands, you've got DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and, of course, Trump. 
But of all the candidates in there, I've got to say Mike Pence has the worst uh, path, if any, to winning a nomination. And the simple reason for that is, you know, Trump fans can't stand him because they feel like he betrayed them on the vote to confirm Biden's uh, victory in the electoral uh, vote count. And never-Trumpers and the anti-Trump part of the party can't stand Pence because they think he was too loyal to Trump, and even to this day, even even though he's running for president, still refuses to be as critical as they would like to see him be of, of Trump. And if, if they're going to go with an anti-Trump vote, they're going to go with either DeSantis or maybe even Haley before they go with Pence. You know, he's... Pence is maxing out around the same area as Haley and Scott. They're all under 10%. So I don't know what Mike Pence's advisors and family are thinking, but at this point he's doing nothing other than keeping DeSantis down. And I'm sure Trump, you know, behind closed doors is thrilled to see that. So it's going to come down to DeSantis sitting down with Haley's team and Scott's team and saying, okay, guys, when are we going to coalesce if we're serious about keeping Trump from taking this nomination? Because that's the only chance DeSantis has is to get all those anti-Trump Republicans in his corner and then hope for, you know, a very close, uh, more competitive race with Trump than right now. When you take them out of the equation, and if you assume the majority of them go to DeSantis, now you're talking about a much, much more close race, and uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks for your time, everybody. Looking forward to the next one.